Father, we thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, we are so grateful. We're so grateful that you're here. And you are doing great things in our midst. You have done great things. You are doing great things. And you are about to do great things. Hallelujah. We bless you in this place. We reverence your presence. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, we thank you. We welcome you to flood the eyes of our understanding with light. That we would come to know the hope that you've called us to and the exceeding greatness of your power that is in us and for us because we believe. We are believers. Oh, hallelujah. Whoa, glory. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Wouldn't you welcome spirit of wisdom and revelation? You know, it's a spirit of truth. He's the truth-revealing spirit, and I love that about him. That's another thing I love about him is that he reveals the truth to us. We need him. We need his help. Amen? We need his help to reveal the truth. And when he reveals the truth to us, when revelation comes of the word of God to us, freedom comes. Amen? We can get free of stuff we don't even know we need to get free from. Amen? We can just start to, you know, like, just feel better. Yeah? Hallelujah. So we need him and we need to purposely welcome him to reveal the word of God to us and to speak to our hearts. Amen? To speak to our hearts because we have hearts that are good soil for his truth. Freedom's in this atmosphere this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to turn to Genesis number, uh, ch- number one. That's good. Genesis chapter, chapter one. And people get real worried when we start at Genesis because they think, oh, no, we've got to read the whole thing from back to front today. <laughs> no, 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 no. Bless the Lord. Genesis chapter one. Um, starting from verse 27, the Amplified Classic I'm reading here. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it using all its vast resources in the service of God and man and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. Hallelujah. Don't you love that? And he blessed them. I'm going back here. And he, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. You know, I love that when God speaks... He imparts his words. When when, when he said be fruitful and multiply, he imparted the power and the authority and the anointing for them to actually be fruitful and multiply. He empowered them to be just that. He didn't say go off in your own strength and be fruitful and multiply. He said here's the power to be fruitful and here's the power to multiply. Isn't that awesome? You know, we begin to receive the word of God in that way that every word that he speaks to us comes with the grace for the fulfillment of it in our lives as we just cooperate with it. Amen. As we take it as a word from God. You know, I love that. Be fruitful and multiply. Oh, hallelujah. 
Okay. All we have to say is yes. Yes, okay, God said it, so what are we going to do? We're going to take it and we're going to be fruitful and we are going to multiply by drawing our strength to do just that from our union with him. Amen? Because he's never asked us to do anything that he hasn't given us the grace, the ability to do it. Isn't that exciting? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's look on here, likeness. He created them in his own likeness. He created us to be, what does that mean? Just like him, to be like in his likeness, to be like him, to multiply. What does multiply mean? It means the fruit carries, that fruit, that the, the fruit carries seed while ever it is planted and watered to produce. That seed is there to, be, to, to produce and to reproduce, to continue to reproduce so that we can live a fruitful life. He gave us the ability to live a fruitful life, to subdue. It means to overcome, to quieten or to bring under control. Is there anything in your life right now that you think you need to quieten down, that you need to bring under control? I mean, and sometimes we're waiting for God to bring it under control, but he says, I've given you the authority to do it. I've given you the authority to subdue it and to bring it under control. Bless the Lord. Amen? To release the higher reality. I want to go now to, to Galatians 5, a couple of scriptures to start off this morning. Galatians 5, uh, verse 16, we see in the New King James Version, in verse 16, it says, I say then, this is Paul speaking, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. And then we go on to the Galatians. You see there in Galatians 5, um, 16 to 21, he speaks of the works of the flesh. He's talking about the carnal nature. But then he goes on in Galatians 5, verse 22. We're going to read from verse 22 now. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit. You see, he's given us the capacity to be fruitful and to multiply. We're going to have a look at some fruit this morning and be encouraged to, be, to bear some fruit. I mean, often God is cutting back some things, and I'm just saying this prophetically right now. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That you might think that there's things that are fading off in your life or that God is shifting and changing. Is anyone, can anyone respond to this for me? You're noticing a shift, right? Well, he's given us the capacity to be fruitful and multiply, but like a wonderful, wonderful husbandry to the vine, yeah, he, he can be trimming back some things. Anyone notice him trimming back? You know, it trims back often not because things aren't good or that there, there hasn't been fruit that has been born, you know, produced. But he, but he cuts them back sometimes so that you will bear more fruit, more abundant fruit. Oh, this is really good. Yes. This is the season. We're entering into a season of fruitfulness. And often when you hear that word, you think, well, fruitfulness, what does that mean? I feel like things are cutting back. But what he's doing is trimming off some stuff because you've borne such good fruit. He's not saying, I don't like what you've, what, what, what you've produced so far. He's saying, I like it and I want more of it. Turn to someone and say, more. more. I want more. Amen. 
Because sometimes we can get into this place where we think he's displeased with us. But he wants you to know this morning, church, that he is pleased with you. And if you see some things that are being trimmed off your life, Amen. It might seem, oh, well, you know, what's, haven't I been producing? Haven't I been, God, aren't you pleased with me? Now he's saying, I am well pleased with you. And I'm saying this prophetically now. I am well pleased with you. And that things that you're seeing that I'm just moving out of the way, I'm cutting them down. I'm cutting them back because what you're producing, I like and I want more of it. Oh, no, you never responded well enough for that. I want more of it. Amen. Don't look at that cutting back as being something, a criticism or something that he's not pleased. He's saying, I am well pleased with you. I like what you're producing. He's saying, I like what you're producing. Turn to someone and say, he likes what you're producing. He just wants more of it. He wants more of it. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll go up the other side. I'm pretty excited about that. Can, it, can anyone give me a wave if they needed to hear that this morning? There's some shifting. There's some changing going on. Amen. There's the winds of change. Yeah. But change is good. You know, we, 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 we are created for change. We are, we are created to adapt to God, to be adaptable. Yeah, continually adapting to his word. Amen. We're created to do that, to yield. And he wants us to yield to what he's doing in this season because you're just about to enter the most fruitful season of your life. I said, you're just about to enter the most fruitful season of your life. I'll say it again. You are just about to enter the most fruitful season of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Yes. Galatians 5 verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The, 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 the Amplified says this is the fruit that his Spirit within you accomplishes. And he says that here, he says, against such there is no law. The Amplified says, um, there's no law that can bring a charge. And those who are, uh, verse 24, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. What he's saying here is if we concentrate on walking in the spirit, we'll not have to be concerned about the flesh. Amen? If we walk in the spirit, scripture tells us that if we walk in the spirit, we are sons of God. For the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. The sons of God walk in the spirit and the fruit of the spirit is evident in their life. Hallelujah. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. First up, he says love. And we see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Four to eight, we won't go to it. But we see in that scripture what love looks like. We see that the law of sin and death is paralyzed against you when you walk in love. 
So he says, when, against such things, there is no law that can bring a charge. Oh, hallelujah. There is no charge that can make, be made against you if you walk in the Spirit. Isn't that awesome? In other words, the devil's got no foothold on you if you walk in the Spirit. You see, the fruit of the Spirit is your actual, actual born-again, oh, hallelujah, weaponry. Because you're a born-again child of God, he has put weapons in you. And they are one of the most powerful, the most powerful weapons of your warfare is to actually walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? So we don't have to worry about the flesh because the flesh has been crucified. I've been crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20, Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. What am I talking about today? The fruit of the Spirit that dwells in you richly. He's the personality of God. You see, we don't have to worry about the old personality. We just have to get a revelation of our new personality. Because this is the fruit which His presence within us accomplishes in our lives. And God says it's time to walk in that. It's time to actually yield to the real you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> whoa, that's the secret place. That's where you become inaccessible. Because in 1 Corinthians 13, I, think, I believe it's verse 8, it says that, that love never fails. So, so you can live a fail-safe life. Walking in the Spirit before God. How good is that? I never said it. He said it. Check it out. It's exciting. Praise God. Woo. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> when I walk in the Spirit, the law of sin and death is paralyzed and it cannot move against me. I said when I walk in the Spirit, the law of sin and death is paralyzed and it cannot move against me. It is disarmed. Hallelujah. You see, these attributes are evidence that we are walking in the Spirit. Romans 8 verse 12. This is a good word. Is anyone enjoying this word? I am. It's very good. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Romans 8 verse 12. New King James Version. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors, not to the flesh. We're not in debt to the flesh. To live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, you, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. How do I put to death the flesh? Simply by walking in the Spirit. Simply, you know, so many try to, you know, improve themselves on these self-improvement programs. But he's saying, listen, just walk according to the spirit and the flesh will look after itself. It drops off. You see, I want to be busy seeing who I am in Christ now. Amen. And living according to who I am now. God likes you. You know, it's one thing to be loved, but it's another thing to be liked. Amen? Turn to someone and say, God likes you. Why does he like you? Because you're created in his likeness. We just saw that he, we are created in his likeness. 
He likes what he created. As a matter of fact, he went back, checked it out and said, hey, that's pretty good. Actually, that's awesome. See what I just made? See what I just created? That is good. And then he went back and said, that is very good. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm going all over the place here. (laughs) Hey, glory to God. Romans 8, 2 says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the law of sin and death. We are free people. We're going to hit Galatians again, uh, verse 5, 22 and 23, but I'm looking at the Passion Translation now. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you. The fruit that's produced by the Holy Spirit within you. He's in you and he's produced fruit in you. Is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows. You have joy that overflows on the inside of you right now because he's resident in you. You don't have to look for things to make you joyful. (laughs) You have joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. We saw there in Genesis it says subdue the earth. Peace that has the ability to subdue the earth. Subdue what's happening around you. Calm some stuff. Amen? You have peace that has the ability to calm the waters. Glory to God. Patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. All these things abide in us. Goes on to say, never set the law above these qualities. For they are meant to be limitless. Peace that subdues. Isn't that awesome? Bethy, I can't get my mind off you with that. Do you want to come up? Yep. Just give Beth a microphone. Yeah. Just kept on shooting back to you there with that. Because you subdued something the other day, remember? You told us about it in healing school. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Do you want to tell them what happened? Um, Yep, the other day I was down at the um, cafe preparing for healing school and um, I had all my paper. And the the topic was um, we are able ministers. And um, anyway, the wind started to come up. So I'm sitting outside and all my papers were blowing and um, I was getting irritated because... I didn't want them to. I, I wanted to sit there and, you know, study the word and do all that sort of thing. Anyway, because I'm studying this, the Lord said to me, you can, you can tell the wind to be still. Because the sun had been out and then the clouds came and, and I just wanted to sit there in the sun with no wind and, 
you know, do what I was doing. Anyway, so I sat there and I just said, well, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I took authority. And I said, wind, I just command you, be still. And I meant it when I said it and I believed it. And I sat there and then the wind just stopped. It just stopped. And then the clouds just parted. And I, I just literally sat there for like probably a couple of minutes basking in just this sunshine and this stillness and this peace. And it was miraculous. And while I was there, a couple of times, like the wind did, you know, start to... And I just say, I told you, <laughs> be still. And I'm telling you, I was down there for a few hours and it was sunny and it was still and it was perfect. So glory to God. <laughs> That's what Pastor Kim is talking about, that peace. Like also at healing school, you know, Pastor Kim said, we don't go around just rebuking the weather. That was because the Holy Spirit... I was empowered and knew that it was the Holy Spirit in that moment to tell the wind because I was really on an assignment for Bible for healing school and I wanted it to be calm and sunny and the Lord did it. So glory to Jesus. Yeah. Amen. So 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 see the thing is here is that truth sets you free. When you hear God speak. This is how you say well, you know, you can be sitting there thinking, oh, it could have been a coincidence. But no one will tell you it's a coincidence when you've heard God speak. It's too late. You've heard God speak and faith has entered your heart. Amen? So faith comes from hearing God speak to your heart. Amen? And that's what we're prayerful about today, that, that God will speak to our heart. Amen? And, and, and so God spoke to your heart. And he was basically saying, well, subdue it. Amen. This is where we need the Holy Spirit breathing on the word of God. Right? We need to hear him speak because when he speaks, faith that subdues will be released. Amen. Peace that subdues. Subdues. Am I saying that right? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, never mind. Um, is released. And no one will tell you it's a coincidence because you've heard from God. Amen. Glory to God. Does that make sense? You all good with that? Want to be good? Thanks. Bless you, Don. Thank you. Yes. He wants us to release joy the same way. Yeah? Kindness the same way. Bless the Lord. Release his attributes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. When we walk... When we practice walking in the fruit of the Spirit, nothing can work against us, not even the wind. Amen. In other words, nothing comes that comes against you will succeed because you're walking in a higher reality. Hallelujah. The nature of God sets us free from the enemy. What a good word that is. I said the nature of God sets us free from the enemy. Everything that works for us in Christ automatically works against the enemy. So when we're walking in the Spirit, exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit, walking in the fruit of the Spirit, we actually, that works against the enemy. That's spiritual warfare. Yeah? Hallelujah. As we walk in the Spirit, we are led into an ongoing experience of knowing who God is. And so 
we will be people uh, and so will people who are a part of our world. They'll know who God is. You see, it's the fruit of the Spirit has been given to us to bring a demonstration of the character of God. To reveal what he's like. It's just like Jesus said to Philip when he said, well, show us the Father. He said, don't you know? Don't you know me? Don't you know that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father? Amen? When we walk out of the fruit of the Spirit, when we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, we bring a demonstration of God's love. We bring a demonstration of how God responds to circumstances. We bring a higher reality. Oh, it's so exciting. He is unchanging. And as we practice the fruit of the Spirit, we become unchanging as well. Amen. That means that circumstances don't change the way we respond. You know, when someone might come to you and, and speak to you roughly or, 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 or uh, try and upset you or whatever, you know, they're just uh, not walking in the Spirit. Maybe it doesn't change your response to them. You become unchanging towards them. Yeah? Glory to God. We become peacemakers. Consistency. The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within us. Kindness. Considerate. Being thoughtful. Compassionate. Loving. The fruit of the Spirit displays a, a superior quality of grace. It brings a display of a superior way of living. Amen. A superior response. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. A superior law. Hallelujah. The nature of God sets us free from the enemy. Everything that works for us in Christ automatically works against the enemy. Joy, peace, patience becomes my spiritual weaponry. Someone say joy. joy. Peace. peace. Patience is my spiritual weaponry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I remember once the Lord gave me a revelation that a soft answer turns away wrath. It's my spiritual weaponry. And I remembered seeing this figure before me when he showed me this figure coming towards me. And he said, Kim, a soft answer turns away wrath. And I literally saw it turn around and walk away from me. Hallelujah. Amen. I saw it turn around and walk away from me. It's my spiritual weaponry. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit is an encounter with God that leads us to an ongoing experience which opens us up to the fullness of God in us and for us. The lifestyle that he takes the greatest pleasure in. The lifestyle that he takes the pleasure the greatest pleasure in. You know, when we, when we walk this way, we find that we live with a sense of the pleasure of the Father. And it's so empowering. You know, when Jesus was baptised in the Holy Spirit, he heard the words... This is my son in whom I am well pleased. 
when we walk in the spirit, there's this place that we, that, that we walk in that we know we're pleasing to him. Our responses are pleasing to him. We walk in the pleasure of the Lord. And there's nothing more empowering than walking with a sense of the pleasure of the Lord on your life. I love that response you just gave. It was so like me. I love that word of kindness. It was so like me. I love how gentle you were when you approached that situation. It was so like me. This is my son. I'm well pleased. Hallelujah. I sense the Holy Spirit just resting on what I said so powerfully. Because within every one of us, we just want to please our dad. We want to please him above everything and everybody. We want to please him. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Why don't you just close your eyes a little minute and just allow yourself just to pause and just to think about that. There's an empowering here. There's, a, there's an impartation of the hunger and the thirst to please God in our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that we could live a life that says, I'm going to please my Father no matter what. And he's given me the capacity to do that because he's given me his personality in the form of his spirit. Thank you, Father. What am I saying here? Just as in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says, Make love your great quest. Oh, how the world needs to see love right now. Jesus said, this is how you're going to know. They'll know that, that, that you belong to me. John 13, verse 34, the Passion Translation. So I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love, the fruit of the Spirit is given to us that we would demonstrate that same love. That same love I have loved for you by loving one another. Everyone will know that you are my true followers. That we become consistent in our approach to people and circumstances regardless whether they're good or bad. As we practice the fruit of the Spirit, we're sowing into his character and we're reaping his favour. Nothing can separate us from his love. The fruit of the Spirit is God's nature and we learn to abide in it. We abide in him and he is abiding in us and we abide in this love. We live in this love. We live in this place. And you know that there's a transformation taking place. I know that even right now there's a transformation taking place because God by his spirit is renewing our minds as his word is being spoken. And there's a realignment taking place. It's not by our might or by our power, but it's a work of the word and the spirit. Oh, hallelujah. And I love the fact that he is just watching over his word now to bring it to pass in our lives. Amen. For his yoke is easy and his burden is light. When we are yoked together, when we are partnered together with his graces, when we are partnered together with the Holy Spirit, we get into an ease, but we get into that flow of the Spirit. We get into a flow in life. We begin to enjoy life. Turn to someone and say, it's good to enjoy your life. The best way to enjoy your life is to actually like yourself. 
Amen. To love yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. You can love yourself to the degree that you love your own company because you love your own thoughts. You just love what you're doing. You can actually celebrate your own life. Amen. You just got to be kind to someone and you'll start celebrating you. Amen. You just, you just put a smile on somebody else's face and that, aff- that affirmation comes from God. You just changed their world. You just responded in a way that was different from the world to them. You just, your response to them just put a smile on their face and you changed their world. You see, we become world changers. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes the greatest miracle you'll perform is actually changing someone's countenance. Amen. Bless the Lord. We miss the supernatural because we're looking for the spectacular. But the gifts operate through a motivation of somebody wanting to love somebody and show them and reveal to them the love of God. That's why he said desire spiritual gifts, but most of all, go for love. Make it your quest. Why? Because when you're in love with someone, you can't help but to help them. And you're going to draw on the resources that he's placed on the inside of you so that they can be helped. Amen. You're going to go and you're going to desire the the gifts of the Spirit more than you have ever. When you fall in love, man, when you start walking in love, you fall in love with God and you fall in love with others. You will go for spiritual gifts. You will pray. You will fast. You will pray. You will fast. You will pray. You will fast. You will desire spiritual gifts. Why? So that you can help people. Oh, come on. That was worth better the response than that. Amen doesn't want the gifts manifested so the church looks powerful. He wants the gifts manifested so the church love on people, set them free, heal the sick, raise the dead. Come on. When you fall in love, you'll pay the price to actually go for. He says, go after those gifts. He says, cultivate those gifts. If love isn't the motivation, we won't go after them and we won't cultivate them. Hallelujah. Hey. We steward the character of God. We steward the fruits of the Spirit, right? There's no limit to the increase. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Whoa. Where am I? Whoa. Oh, love brings a demonstration, takes delight in someone or in something. It causes someone to feel loved because they're a part of their life. It never fails. God's love never fails. That we carry a joy that's greater than our circumstances. I'm going to read James 1 verse 2. Passion Translation, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. 
For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then your endurance grows even stronger. It will release perfection in every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Saturate your circumstances with the joy of the Lord. Amen. Begin to saturate them with the joy of the Lord. Amen. Overwhelm your circumstances with joy. It's a spirit, fruit of the Spirit. God is joy. Rejoicing is our response to who He is. Learn how to revel in Him. I am going to finish up, though I don't want to. Philippians 4, verse uh, 4 and 5 in the Message Translation says, Celebrate God all day, every day. You have the capacity to celebrate God all day, every day. He's placed it on the inside of you, no matter what the circumstances, amen? It's your weaponry against the circumstances to celebrate Him all day, every day, amen? Take that devil, take that devil, amen? You have been given the capacity by the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to celebrate Him all day, every day of your life. All day, every day of your life. Come on. Woo. Jesus. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean revel in Him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the Master is about to arrive. He could turn up any minute. Any minute. <laughs> Woo. Hey. Ori Bresten in Mora Krienda Solikalema de Bresten. Ori Manto Solikalenta do Croston di Bala Caliente. Ora Brando Hushulikalebende de Blasta no Crote. Ore manto sole le kelema tu sheke de bente ne de glabrodoso. Ore vada kufisha kahande hele kalabrete. Ore mato sole kelema ha sheke ne bete. I mean, surely, surely goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. And hey, his presence is your dwelling place. Amen. And in his presence... Oh, hallelujah, is fullness of joy and at His right hand, pleasure forevermore and you are seated at the right hand with Him in Christ. Hallelujah, come on, you should celebrate that all day, every day. All day, every day you celebrate. Whoa, you celebrate that all day, every day. You celebrate that all day, every day. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, your enemy, when he comes against you one way, he will flee seven ways. Hallelujah, I hear him squealing when you praise God. I hear him squealing. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! Shama kare blende hosimetehe. Oh, hamate kalema hoshe. Woo! Hey. Hey. Ah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Well, that's out there, isn't it? You got no idea how they need me. Just to shut me up, you know. You got no idea. Give someone a high five, say you're on the right side. Mm-hmm. You're at the right hand. You're, in the, you're seated at the right hand of God, where there's pleasure forevermore. Amen. I don't think that that probably didn't follow the the um, one dot two uh, three points and finish and land but I'm pretty sure somebody you know what I saw I saw the enemy do a nosedive mate that's a good place to land Uh uh-huh 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 practice being who you are guys (laughs) 